Hey, Jackie. Hey, Tori. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am amazing. Everyone, welcome to Holy Moly, a The Mole rewatch podcast. The Mole is that hit early 2000s reality TV show, uh, and we are here to dive right back into it. Yes, we are both big fans of the mole, and we will get into our own personal backgrounds and histories with it. Yeah, I am I am giddy to be here. We truly, this is our second recording because our first one, I just couldn't stop laughing. We were just cracking up because we love that theme song yeah. so much. Um, so we're here to rewatch the mole. It is a hit television show. Uh, you might have heard of the mole in the past maybe you haven't um and wherever you are in your journey with the mole this podcast is for you yeah we are here for you whether you are rewatchers like us or looking to get into it i just remember watching it as a kid Mm -hmm. um with my mom and being obsessed with like the mystery of it the strategy of it it's like a whodunit Um, And I think the world wasn't ready for it. So I'm really excited to give it another moment. I agree. Yeah, no, I remember watching The Mole for – I watched the first season when it was live. And then I honestly didn't watch any of the other seasons. Um, There are five seasons out there, people, of the U.S. version. U.S. only and more in other places. It's crazy. And then like I think it was like two years ago – or three years ago, me and you had rewatched season one together. Yes. And we originally wanted to do a podcast about that rewatch. And I think what ended up happening was like we just binged through it so quickly. We watched too yeah, fast. I think we were at your like your parents' beach house one weekend and like told everyone to go hang out at the beach while we stayed inside and watched the entirety of season one. And so then we never podcasted about it because we already like binged through it and like knew what happened. Yeah, that's how good it is. And this time we're pacing ourselves. We have held ourselves back from actually watching the episodes of the season that we're about to talk about. Um, And instead, just really slow it down. Um, We're going to at first give you an overview of the mole, its structure, a little bit more about its history. And then this first episode is going to cover a cast assessment of this season. And so we're not going to actually watch the first episode until after this recording. Um, So we're coming in new. Spoiler-free podcast. This is a safe space. You can watch episode by episode with us. And something that's really exciting is we're doing season three of The Mole, which is celebrity version of The Mole. So we needed an entire episode for cast assessment because we have so much. Yeah, big, big names to really dive into and get a little bit of intel on so we can maybe kind of see where their headspace was or predict how they'll perform uh, moving forward. Try and make some predictions and have some some skin in the game early on before we get started. Very quickly, uh, people want to know where they can watch The Mole. The good news is that Season 3, the DVD, is available for purchase on Amazon. It is $7, last I checked. Um, yeah, not an ad. We just no. bought it. Well, Amazon. Jackie 
I mean, like I, I just, I just purchased it this week for this podcast, but Jackie sent me a picture of a DVD, like zip up sleeve with like protected sleeves. And she was like, oh, I already own it. (laughs) (laughs) I was gifted this, um, several years ago. It's, it's that deep rooted in my fandom. Yeah, it was like right next to like your friend's DVDs and like, I don't know what else, but it was amazing. You sent a- Yeah, it was next to like Almost Famous, yes. like my high school like Yeah. Band. So if you're a true fan, you already owned it. Otherwise, it's available for $7 on Amazon. Not Amazon Prime. They only yeah. sell the hard version. Like you- No, Not no, no. Video. It is a hard hardcover. Yes, hardware, hardware only. only. Yeah. Um, but you know, I appreciate the hardware because- there's nothing like the feel of a DVD in your hands, you know? I know it's mine. Yes, I totally agree. It is also available on YouTube. That's like not really legal, but you know, mm-hmm. for all of y'all who want to wait the two days for shipment, do a quick YouTube search. Yeah. Before we get into like what the mole is and the premise of the show and the cast, mm-hmm. um, we're trying to build the hype because it is a big cast, people. Um Anything that you're especially excited about, Jackie? What are you looking forward to here? I'm I'm really looking forward to just like getting to know these mm-hmm. players. Um, I feel like doing our research, I I kind of think they are one way, and I don't know if they're really going to be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what kind of player they're going to be. I don't know who the mole is, um, and I don't know. Um, how similar it will be to seasons one and two. Right. Because I'm sure a lot has changed. So I'm just excited to see like how it evolved and how these players take to it. Yeah. I, um, same as you. I feel like half of the fun of it is like that sort of mystery feel where the audience can play along. Yes. I feel like we, we've we done like murder mystery dinner parties yeah. together. Like we love a mystery. We love trying to identify like who is the murderer um, so in a sense, I'm very excited to put our detective work to skill. Totally. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Also, basically, we decided to do this podcast. I think we were both like, I mean, well, speaking for myself, I'm like always unsure about what I should be doing or this or that. And, you know, me and you, Jackie, we've like career jumpers. We're always right. like, what do we want to be doing? What feels right in our hearts? And it was like when we – it took us, I think, three texts back and forth for us to be like, should we be podcasting about the mall? And within two, it was literally, I think I texted. We've you never felt text. clearer. Yeah, it was so instant. And within five minutes, like we had a Google Doc and we were like, oh, my God. And it's like some content we haven't even dis- we haven't discussed any of it with each other yet. And so I've right. been sitting like a crazy person on my couch, like giggling to myself and just like freaking out almost, Jackie. I honestly, some of this cast, the the weird connections that we have to them, yes. I'm like, we were made. Like this feels like I'm just like, there's no way. <laughs> How did we not do this sooner? Is really yes. like what I'm going through right now. Yeah, no, I can't wait to hear like what you put together oh my because God. I was also laughing thinking like Tori will really appreciate this tidbit about this person. Yes. Okay. So how's about let's get into it. What is how did it. Work? what is the premise of our show here? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to just kind of take um, a lot of Wikipedia's overview. I'm just going to give it to you straight. I just donated $4 to them. They get me. I donated this year too. 
I was like, I use you every day. <laughs> I appreciate you. Um, okay, so this comes straight from our um, Wikipedia. The series is a reality competition in which the contestants work as a group to add money to a pot that only one of them will eventually win. Among the contestants is one person who has been designated the mole by the producers and is tasked with sabotaging the group's money-making efforts. At the end of each episode, the contestant who knows the least about the mole, as decided by the results of a quiz, is eliminated from the game. Yeah, so basically you have all of these people together and they're working to try to get money except for one person who's working against them and they're all figuring out which one they think mm-hmm. is the mole. Um, so to help them, each each contestant has a journal where they can like record their field notes and their thoughts about other contestants. Um, they also, you know, they basically will build alliances sometimes. I don't know what happens this season, but me and Jackie are big Survivor fans, so I feel like this part really speaks right. to us, um, where they can form alliances with other contestants. So maybe they're going to share theories or information with each other. Um, also, another strategy is sometimes uh, the person might want others to think that they're the mole. So, you know, reverse right. psychology, maybe you act on purpose so that other people think you're the mole and you throw them off track so that you can be the one who actually knows who the mole is. Yeah, like that person might take the quiz that week and be putting all of their theories on the fact that you're the mole and you know that you're not the mole, so you're likely going to get them out because they were incorrect on their guesses. exactly. And the way that you're kind of like gauging who you think the mole is or not, it's not like they're all just sitting in a house all day. They get different missions. Um, So they'll – it's like a physical test or a mental Mm -hmm. test or just some sort of task where they're all working together to try to win and uh, somebody – wants to like foil the plan and make you lose so you're trying to pay attention to who was acting suspicious like who maybe hurt your chances of winning that test Um, that's a that's a really great point there though about the challenges and the tests that they do mm -hmm. is that some of them are extended for so Mm -hmm. long like the mission could be over the course of an entire day where like it starts in the morning it's still going when it's dark out they sometimes are traveling around a city where they don't know the language. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's definitely not just kind of like sitting there staring in a room, waiting for someone's poker face to kind of go down. It's so many actions and decisions across really long. It really does. The, does the game ever stop? You know, I don't think so. I don't yeah, think it no. ever I wonder how long this actually re- – I think it's just like a few weeks, really. Yeah, I would think so. They're celebrities. They have to get back to their – they have to get back to their regular schedule. For a contract, they were like, mm, you get me two weeks tops. So. Yeah. I mean, this truly is an abridged version because in the past, there were like 12 contestants in a season. Right. And for Celebrity Mole, we only have seven, did we get? Yeah. Or six? I, seven or seven. eight. We got seven, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, the quiz also. So then – at the end of their tasks, then all of the contestants sort of go into a room and they need to take a quiz. And they go into a lap. They each have a laptop and they go and they take their quiz. Where yeah, the little journal. Yes, exactly. And the quiz is like 20 questions or something. And it kind of uh, asks them 
multiple questions about the mole, but it's not just who is the mole. It's like, what team was the mole on during this challenge? Uh, What color shirt was the mole wearing today? Um, And then the final question of the quiz is always, who is the mole? Um, And then whoever scores the lowest on the quiz that week, so the person who just like clearly has no idea who the mole is, Mm -hmm. gets uh, eliminated from the game. Right. Yeah, they're really tough questions. Mm-hmm. I remember, I mean, again, I was a child watching just regular things you don't pay attention to in everyday life that are so minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that notebook is. Whew. That notebook. I love that they just get a notebook. Like, that's like. Uh, it's like my handy dandy blues clues, like, flip over. <laughs> like, amazing. So Tori and I will be taking the quiz mm-hmm. each week as we watch the episodes. Um, and obviously we won't be doing it for this episode because this is just kind mm-hmm. of a pre-season overview, but we will be sharing our answers um, during each recording to kind of try and figure it out together and see how each of yeah, us. Yeah. I, and I mean, we haven't fully hammered out our outline for once we start watching the episodes, but I definitely yeah. want to like rank who was like the most sus that week, who was the least suspect. Like, you know, uh, yes. I want to yes. kind of do, do some rankings there. Yeah. We will definitely be running through each person as they're still there and kind of assessing mm-hmm. where they're mm-hmm. at as well. Um, okay. So just some pre-production notes uh, about like how the filming went. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first we're starting with season three, which, you know, it's an interesting choice right. of ours, but. Yes. Yeah, some people might ask why, why season three? <laughs> and I'm like, do we have an answer? <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's really not. Yeah. Kind of why not is my answer. But I will also say that, as we said, we did recently mm-hmm. watch season one. I know at least I also mm-hmm. watched season two um, within the past right. like, four years or so. So I think we wanted something that was still new to us that we could really um, dive into. But I could definitely see us yes. rewatching again seasons one and two yeah. just with a different And angle. well, season four um, is also a celebrity uh, edition. So maybe depending on how season yes. three goes, you know options roll right into four yeah um okay so season three was celebrity mole it was filmed in hawaii um which is interesting because in earlier seasons they travel to like multiple countries but again probably with the celebs only being available for a limited time uh we stayed in hawaii they had to stay local yeah which i actually love on the the hard dvd that i just got it's like on the back. It's just like pictures of them, like all wearing like lace and like board like shorts. They are definitely in Hawaii. Yeah, no. The theme. I'm excited to see how the character of Hawaii plays a role here. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, good yeah. Um. So it's only seven celebrities. Okay. Um. And the season is six episodes long, and it was filmed mm-hmm. way back in October 2002. Something that's fascinating i just heard your cat was that chloe or tonka i was gonna say i was <laughs> muting myself because they're so loud meowing. you know i don't know but it sounds like tonka uh, i think tonka. it's, tonka. it's yeah. all right um give a shout out truly um so it filmed in october but then in december of 2002 there was apparently so all of like the videos, like the the video films of it, was kept in like a an office in a Hollywood Center studio in Los Angeles. And in December, there was a fire in the building where oh all the videos were kept, and so <sighs> the building was flooded with water, like from all sprinklers that went off, and then the fire hoses from putting out the fire. Um, and so 
it was possible that they were all destroyed and we would have never gotten this oh season. Oh, my God. Um, but like in a miracle, all the tapes were <laughs> they were found soaked in 18 inches of water and they were recovered. They were dried out and ultimately unharmed. What? Yeah. So How is there not any water damage to the film? Like, we're, I mean, I yeah. have to hope they were covered in like it's 2002. Yeah. Is this actually still film? Right. Like I want to know the technology. cases. Yeah. I want to know the technology. Also, I, I mean, I maybe just already have like my like spy hat on already, like, you know, thinking mole-like, right. but it's mm-hmm. like, do you think one of the celebrities was so upset with the way the season <gasps> went that this was free? Yeah. I'm like, to the building. What? I don't know what we're in for this season, but I'm almost like, that's suspect. You couldn't rule it out. Like, truly, that is so suspect. Mm-hmm. And how would we not have heard about that with, like, tons of other productions? Like, this is in a Hollywood-center, right. like, wow. Yeah, no, right. when I well, read that, so my mouth on someone who's maybe like, escape, I was immediately like, oh, my <laughs> God, the drama. <laughs> Imagine if we and, – and think about, like, was there something else harmed in that fire that right. now we don't have because of it? Right. Like – Oh We're my so god! Lucky that this was saved. We are lucky, um, genuinely. Yeah, I yeah. feel blessed. Ooh, that, that was a big. Um, yeah. Other notes. Uh, so the season aired January eighth to February twelfth in two thousand three. So just a quick like pretty short winter, like a sea. You know when they have that winter break in the <laughs> in between in between the big shows. Yeah, they slipped this in. I couldn't, yeah. you know, get it for a whole season. Of course. Um, yeah. Something that's fun to me is so that the the maximum jackpot that they can make was two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which is reduced right. from. Pre- Do you remember what the maximum was in season one or two? It, yeah, I looked it up to check because I was like, okay, maybe it was five hundred thousand in the first two seasons. It was a million dollars in oh seasons one God. and two, and they cut it down to two fifty, like. That's amazing that because says a lot again about the context we're working within yeah. here. I would think though that celebrities would want more money. They'd totally. be like, "You're not going to get me." Like Survivor right now is doing an all winner season, and they had to up the They're pot from doubling. one million to two million in order to like convince all of the winners to come back and film. Yeah, so it's kind of weird to me that they were like, mm, "Celebs, we're going to reduce your pot to two hundred fifty thousand." Right. Also. Most of the time when you see celebrities play like game shows, like who wants to be a millionaire or this or that, they're playing for like a charity. Right. This? No, no, no. They are playing for themselves. This <laughs> is not charity. They are here. So you know their intention is with yeah. them. It's with their family. Yeah. Like they are playing to win. I think that's for the best, honestly. Even though it's kind of funny, but like you don't want you don't want a celeb to kind of hold back on the way they would play right. because they really want to rep themselves a certain way right. for a charity. Like I kind of like that the stakes are personal here. Stakes are both higher and lower, a lot yeah. lower with this season. Yeah. And then Tori, you had one really funny tidbit about someone who is supposed to be on this season. Yeah, uh, this was just a fun fact I found on IMDb that Queen Latifah originally signed on to be on the season, um, but she dropped out a month before shooting to be with her family. Wow. 
Something to keep in mind as we start going through the cast list in a minute here is that this was filmed in 2002. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to talk about the entire the entirety of the celebs. So mm-hmm. we're not going to like just stop sharing information we know about them from 2002. Right. We're going to talk about what they've gone on to do post the mole. Um, Definitely. Where are they now? It gives a, a bigger picture to who they are as a person, and this way we can maybe get more into their psyche. Um, you know, we didn't want to just leave out the past 18 years here. So. No, definitely no, not. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. So me and Jackie kind of divided up the host and the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, we we basically listed out everyone and then divided it so that we yeah. each had a certain number of people to do deep dives in. So it's kind of fun because we don't both know every – all the full details, everything we want to share. So, um, yeah. So, I'm. I'll start with our host. Um, I did a little, little bit of a deep dive into him. So his name is Am- Ahmad Rashad. Um, and he is a sportscaster and a former pro NFL player. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. It like his Wikipedia page kind of went into like a whole list of like his sports achievements and like the sure. teams he was on and like that kind of stuff and I really just d- didn't even I, I was yeah. like mm, not interested he played football got it yeah I was like I don't know I got it he was a football player <laughs> not cool. relevant yeah, yeah I just glazed over that I felt like it wasn't of interest to Mirio right. right and for us to sit and try to talk about it would be I couldn't add anything yeah, yeah. yeah. so he played sports um I don't know if he was good or not but I guess good enough to be in pro He's in pro, yeah. Yeah. Then um, he basically, after he played uh, football for a while, then they he basically just went right into sports casting. So, like, sure. NBC, ABC, he, like, hosted different, like, uh, sports casting shows. I feel like that's a good sign. Like, it's yeah. a great transition. He was probably good enough mm-hmm. at his sports to be adequate to talk about it. And that's yes. also a cool transition to hosting. Exactly. Uh, again, I could list all the shows that he hosted about sports, but like they all sound like the same thing to me. Um, oh, I also have written here in my notes, and I meant to do more research into this, but apparently he was in Space Jam. Um, wow. Which I, I, I don't feel confident in that fact. Um, but yeah, I thought I mean, I guess, one place. Let me do a quick Google search. I guess a lot of yeah, like there were a lot of cameos in Space Jam, but. Yeah, it also says that he interviewed Bugs Bunny for Michael Jordan's 30th birthday party or something. Oh, uh, well, then that means he was definitely in Space Jam, right? Yeah. those are two characters. Yeah, so definitely not a main character if he wasn't it. <laughs> no. Okay, so that that's a little just a little tidbit. Um, a terrifying sentence here when I was doing some digging into him. So he... Was for a period of time married to Felicia uh, Rashad, who played Claire Huxtable on The Cosby Show. Um, They're divorced now, but apparently at his wedding to her in 1985, O.J. Simpson was his best man, and Bill Cosby walked her down the aisle. So, I will say, like, I did some digging because I didn't want to, like, immediately jump to conclusions on, like, the company sure. he kept um, and, that, <laughs> you know, reflecting anything on him. And I found a 2018 Sports Illustrated interview that he did. Um, and he talk- okay. I mean, it was about his whole entire life. But at one point, the interviewer asked him about, you know, Cosby and OJ and mm-hmm. his relationship with him. And he said, here's my feeling about that. 
Everybody has their cross to bear. Those two guys' crosses are pretty effing heavy. And that's all I have to say about that. But then he pauses and then continues. I'm sure they knew a lot of people. Maybe you just didn't know them as well as you thought you knew them. You just don't know. I'm as devastated as everyone else is with these two people. It's like, holy shit, they were in chapters of my life. So were a lot of other people. They weren't the main characters, though. I'm the main character in my Those two are just maybe the most, oh, I can't describe it. It's just heartbreaking all around and not so much for them, but the victims. Wow. So mm -hmm, I do appreciate how he, you know, he did basically uh, admit that there were victims and all that. So it's like, you know, he's struggling with that. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, That being said, the host of seasons one and two was Anderson Cooper. And Anderson Cooper was perfect. He basically wore like very fashionable leather jackets every episode and would like sheepishly <laughs> like he would like just smile and like kind of goof off with the cast. Like they would slowly include him and like play around with him. At one point they pushed him into a lake as a joke, but like Anderson <laughs> thought it was fun. Um so Yeah, it's a very it's a stark contrast, I would say, between the investigative, <clears throat> the journalist, the... To go from Anderson Cooper to, like, a football player is hard. I'm not going to lie about that. I did want to. I didn't know, like, when would be a better time to sort of, like, do a brief, just a very brief dig into, like, why Anderson Cooper left or, like, his yeah. feelings on it. I did dig up some interviews where I was trying to like figure out um, why Anderson Cooper stopped hosting it. Um, you right. know, I I think the most helpful thing right here will be for to start us out. I found an audio clip where he did an interview with um, what's his name? The Bravo TV guy, Andy Cohen. Oh, um, Andy Cohen, yeah, because yeah. Anderson Cooper and they're really good, they're friends. good friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so what I did was I found an interview where they were kind of talking about reality TV because Anderson Cooper loves um, The Real Housewives, which Andy Cohen loves this thing. Yeah. Um, and so they very briefly mentioned the mole. So I want to play that for us real quick. People started saying, wait a minute, Survivor's hitting, right. Big Brother's hitting. Uh, the all mole these, was hitting. The mole was hitting and then kind of went out <laughs> like a thud. But um, no, we'll try. Too confusing, Very right? It was too Very confusing. confusing. Yeah, it was confusing. I tried. I was yeah, your friend. I, I, I was, was like, no, I was confused. I don't understand this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, if you're the host of the mole and you don't understand it, <laughs> problematic. Uh, anyway. There was a lot going on. Yes. But, but. Yeah, so that is amazing. Yeah. Um, so he said he admitted a little bit there that it was confusing. Um, which is what we're here for mm-hmm. to break it down. But yeah, I mean it, it is a complex show. I think Anderson Cooper had a really great time with it. Um, you know, he he did mention that like before he was doing the mole, he was working for uh twenty twenty and he was doing like a lot of stories that kind of had him not these are not my words but hanging out in CD parking lots trying to talk to prostitutes <laughs> and so um hmm. he just like ha- had enough of that dangerous lifestyle and then wanted to do the mole because he figured it had as much to do with journalism as his 2020 gig i would agree with that yeah i think his choice was a good choice and yeah you know he he said that then he left because I guess uh, September 11th happened and he got like 
offered an assignment mm-hmm. in Afghanistan and, you know, Anderson Cooper, he's a great person and he took it. So we lost him and now we're back to Ahmad here, yeah. which is like, it's fine. Sure. I'm not about sure. it. Yeah. I fully support Anderson Cooper's career decisions. It is hard as a fan mm-hmm. to lose him. Um, I did read somewhere that before season three had even begun being planned, they didn't know if season three would be happening at all. Anderson Cooper did say that he was open and willing oh. to being on season three. So like there was a world in mm-hmm. which he continued. Um, who knows what would have happened then for the franchise if it would have continued as far as say Survivor has. Yes. But um, we don't know. And hey, there's still time. No. And actually, in a, I found a 2015 interview he did um, with Andy Denart from Reality Blurred. And the interviewer kind of brought up the mole. Oh. Um, and, and then a- Anderson Cooper kind of joked back like, oh, my gosh, there's always one reporter that always brings it up. Um, and <laughs> then the Andy was like, oh, well, you know, there are a lot of us. We wanted to come back. And Anderson Cooper said, no, no, I just mm-hmm. feel like if there were more of them, like fans, maybe there would still be a us. show. But yeah, the fact that it's only one is indicative of why it's not on the air, I think. And then the interviewer said, so we need um, to mass together. And Anderson said, maybe that's it. A little mole community. <laughs> um, so. We are the little mole community here. That's us. Directly to Anderson Cooper and maybe in hopes of inspiring a reboot. I definitely think that's a path we're going to take. And I, so this might be a good time to mention, I was, Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of Reddit. um, And I was searching for a mole subreddit. Of course. Um, I found one. There are 61 subscribers. Driving community. So it's more than just us. Um, and one of the recent posts, which is like for that subreddit, unfortunately, recent means like the last two mm-hmm. years, um, was a link to a petition on change.org oh, to bring back the mall. And it's in submission to ABC. Wow. Um, they set the goal to have 100 people sign it. There are three signatures. <laughs> <laughs> But now four. I did sign it today. So Tori, I will sign um, it. I know you'll do that. Um, you know, this. I always hear on podcasts, I say like, we'll link to that in the show notes. I'm not sure how to link to show notes just yet, but we will figure it out and we'll link to that position in our show notes. That link. And you know that this show will uh, be giving back to the mole subreddit wow, community. That's um, sad that in a subreddit of 61 members, only three people signed it. Yeah, I know. So – but also, I'm wondering, like, what's the plan when we reach 100? So mm-hmm. I think that's you know, enough to make the man listen. We didn't know you were <laughs> out like, there. Like, people want to start a show. It's so funny. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Okay. Are we ready to dive into our seven castmates? Very exciting. Jackie, you start us off, please. Yeah, I will be happy to. So the first person that we are going to do an overview of is someone named Corbin Burnson. Um, At the time of filming this, he was 49 years old. Um, And one little tidbit I found is it's kind of a spoiler, but it's hopefully not, which is that he's also in Celebrity Mole Yucatan, which is 
season four um, a year after this. I don't – I mean, like, it's not a spoiler on how he does it all, but, like, he clearly had such a good time that he did it again. He wanted to come back. immediately was like, yes, again, please. Imagine if he's the mole this season and he's the mole next season. Like, how bold would that be a fraction to just be like, round two? That could be a thing, though, that he would be the mole this time. And then all the players – They're like, like, there's no way he would be the mole this time. Wow. So we don't know anything else about that, um, but I'm really excited to see his two-season span. Um, But anyway, Corbin is an actor and a director. He's still very active in Hollywood. Um, Some of the things that he has been involved in are L.A. Law, something called The Dentist that I don't know anything about. (laughs) Sounds like a sitcom hit, like the network. Love it. Great. Sure. And Psych. So Psych was something I was like, okay, I didn't watch it, but um, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's pretty well liked generally. Um, So when I was researching him and I was just kind of like looking at his pictures, trying to get a feel, Mm -hmm. um, I felt like I had never seen him in my life. I was like, you look definitely like you work in Hollywood. Like you have that older guy look. Yes but I don't think I've ever seen you in anything. Um, yeah, he does look just like a familiar face. Like exactly. he's bald, he's like buff-ish, kind or like an older man. Like a little tan. Yes, he definitely, I feel like he vacations in Florida. Totally, he's on um, vacation a lot. Yeah. yeah, he wears polos. Exactly. Um, a little gruff, but like. I don't know. Kind of well kept at the same time. Good hygiene. Yeah, he looks nice. He looks fine. (laughs) He looks looks perfectly like a man. He looks like a celebrity could look. Right. Um, So, yeah. And then in more recent years, um, he's kind of become someone like on a mission uh, to spread Mm – he he thinks he has a message to share um, in terms of religion. Mm-hmm. Um, he likes to inspire people. So he gives a lot of talks now. You can find a lot of them on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also has started making Christian-themed films. Um, very focused on that. Yes. One that I would call out is Christian Mingle. Uh, um, yes. Which Tori might ring a bell because oh, we actually have watched this together. Oh, it rings a bell, Jack. It rings a little bell. Um, um, but for anyone who hasn't seen it, it was <laughs> it's from 2014, so it's fairly recent. Um, and Wikipedia describes it as a an American faith-based romantic comedy film written and directed by, of course, Kerbin Burns. Of course. And starring Lacey, <laughs> Lacey Schabert. I don't know actually how to pronounce her name, but it's Gretchen Wieners from Mean yes, Girls of course. is the star. Um, and she is a woman who uses the online dating website Christian Mingle to meet a man. Yeah. So that's the premise. Um, I love that so much. <laughs> I love that we've seen this flick. First, some background, like when Jackie and I do a lot of speed watching, which is where we go to Netflix and we find movies that maybe wouldn't be considered blockbuster hits or, <laughs> you know, just like the 
when you're scrolling and you get to the bottom, we like sleeper hits. Yeah, sleeper yeah. hits. We watch and we do speed watching. So you watch like five minutes and then you fast forward like twenty minutes and then you watch another mm-hmm. five minutes. And mm-hmm. that when you when you watch movies like that, you can crush through like four movies in a night. Really. You can really see a lot yes. of what Netflix so. has to offer. And for some reason, Christian Mingle spoke to us one yeah. night, and I don't know. It was it was fun. Like it wasn't I something I would time. probably not speed watch but i would speed watch it for yeah, sure exactly i would never recommend a full watching but like yeah no. for 15 minutes of your time go for it so that was something i was really excited to see i never thought that would show up mm-hmm. again in oh, my life yeah actually jackie you also sent um a video clip of him you were talking about how he does a lot of like speaking engagements now um and yeah i pulled up that clip you sent me great um so this is Recently, I think this was at um, International Christian Media Convention. Yes. Okay. From two that years ago, 2017 in Orlando. Um, so let's just listen to that quick little insight. I don't really plan out what I'm going to say for the last three weeks. I've been taking walks up in the hills and in uh, up above Los Angeles, and I go, I think I'll talk about that, and I think I'll talk about that, and I think I'll talk about that. So I have all these bullet points in my head. I'm not sure what's going to come out, uh, but. To help me, and if, if I really go way off track, just say, Corbin, please get back on track. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. So I, I loved that because I just felt like it really gave me some insight into, like, what is he going to be like yes. as a player? Yes. If he's the mole, how is he planning ahead um, and really watching what comes out of his mouth? Yeah, I mean, if this is like a, this was a huge convention with like thousands of people that he was giving a speech to, and he didn't plan anything. So, I it also makes me think of if he was the mole, he would be a real wild card. Like he wouldn't kind of plan right. his like heists ahead of time, but would be a little bit more on the fly and just like reading the moment and uh, a little chaotic. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of chaotic energy from him. Well, chaotic good, maybe. Yes. So, yes, yes, yes. I think. I think he has good intentions. He does, yeah, for sure. One other tidbit I found about him is that he has one of the largest snow globe collections in the world. Um, oh. And at the time of this trivia fact, it said 8,000 globes. I'm sure it's much more by now. Okay, I want to do a quick googling bit on that, but you also so we have this Google Doc open, and you shared this picture of him showing off the <laughs> globe collection. And I can you please describe that picture for the audience? I would be happy to describe it. So this picture is oh gosh, it's Corbin Burnson. He's wearing a three quarter length sleeve black V neck shirt. Um, some other man is in a room with him. That <laughs> other man is cracking He's up. He's red in the face. Don't know why. Red in the face. You can see his <laughs> neck muscles like straining. He's laughing so hard. Cor- Corbin Burnson's arms Ow, are outstretched as if, as if you were making a team <laughs> with your arms. And around them and behind them are walls and walls and shelves and shelves and like cases glass cases of snow globes and those shelves are like six deep of snow globes so many snow globes and he's clearly like his arms are clearly like look at all my snow globes (laughs) 
can you imagine? And this other guy's like, I can't believe how many snow globes you have. I mean, they're and just the is like, is that in his house? Does he have a? Yeah, it's right? like almost like does he have his own museum? Bulls, like Lisa showing off her closet to like Stas and Katie. Yep. It's like it absolutely the- looks like her closet. What do you think his favorite snow globe is? Oh my god, I can only hope it's something like mole related, like a little tiny mole. Yeah, I just found an article all about this, yeah. and now I'm trying to see if I can read it, but it's like through the <laughs> Winnipeg um, what, something, so it's not giving me yeah. full access. Oh, wait, did I just get what it says? And like, why? I don't know, because the title of this article says <laughs> title of the article which is why i really want to read it it says corbin bernson on love of snow globes we as human beings yearn for uh, simplicity i really and i'm like, like say uh, that it's connected <laughs> that quote makes no yeah. sense yeah in relation to snow globes like does he want to live in a snow okay globe? well is that what he's saying like i would argue that owning eight thousand snow globes is excessive. not simple it's complicated to move yeah it's complicated to keep them all clean. It's just an amazingly amazing. fun fact about him. Um, I love it so much. <laughs> I don't have the, uh, the article, but I will definitely I'm look not- into this later because I'm not I'm not done with this. Okay. No. Sorry. I got not stuck on that. But any, anything else about Corbin? Let's see. Um, I'll end our Corbin overview on um, a quote that I found him saying actually about the mole. Oh, I love that. They sent me some tapes of the original mole, and I thought it was pretty intriguing. I'm sort of an experimenter. I thought it'd be interesting to play around and see what's there. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Turned out to be good. So pretty juicy. Pretty strong okay. thoughts coming from Corbin. It was fun, and it turned out to, turned be, out good. to be good. Spoiler alert. We had fun. Spoiler alert. This is going to be fun, I'm y'all. I'm really glad that he told us that because... I could see him going the opposite way. Maybe, you know, he seems like an intense man. He collects yeah. so many snow globes. He speaks to religious yeah. audiences that he, you know, he's trying to inspire them. He's an intense you know guy. So to know that he had fun yeah. really makes me feel good. Yeah, um, a little vacation. A little vacation. Okay, we're going to end each past assessment where I want us to rank the the mole potential on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being least likely, 10 being most likely to be the mole. So I went with a 6 for Corbin. Okay. Um, he seems like he's he's clearly an actor. Mm-hmm. He's capable of acting. Um, that's actually his profession. Um, and I think he could deceive. Like, I think he – he talks to audiences. Yeah. He is a performer. Yeah. Um, so I think it could definitely be a good choice for production to have picked him. Yeah. If I were to rank him, I would I would maybe even go one up. I would go maybe to seven just because like yeah. I think somebody that is comfortable in front of large audiences like that and can mm-hmm. say a speech without anything quote unquote prepared, like that's somebody who can win over an audience. And, you know, so I – I do think there's some definite mole potential there. Also, like the snow globe thing is like just such a like, <laughs> I, I, like it's just out of left field. And yeah, I just, I just immediately a little bit of untrustworthiness. Like, right? What else? Yeah, does like he what's have going on going in that room, Harris Corbin? Um, yeah. Okay. One to watch. Okay. 
All right. Next up is Eric Von Detten. Um, I know that name. Did you know this name before? I know okay. him. I remember him from like Okay, childhood. I didn't. Um and I mean but then I did all of this researching, so now I'm I'm familiar, obviously. But right. um yeah, new to me. So um something I think is important to note up front is that he was only twenty years old at the time of filming. Um, really young. I mean, the next youngest person in the cast, I think, is 35. So, I mean, immediately in my head, I'm like, this kid probably thought he was signing up for, like, some cool, hip reality TV show where they were going to yeah. have a young, hit like, cast. And, like, yeah, like, be on an island and finding love, maybe. Yeah, it's him and a bunch of adults. Like, <laughs> just um, immediately, I'm like, woof. Okay. I'm so excited to see if he's either like kind of embraces that or if he's kind of like, meh, everyone's boring. I I don't know if that's going to even be a factor in the show, but just me looking at this, I was like, oh my God, child. Okay. Um, so what he's known for, um, so like pre the mole, um, he was, uh, on days of our lives as like a child, as a year old he was on it for like a very long time um huge role in days of our lives um other things that we would know him from is he was he's like a voice actor actor so he was um sid in the toy story movies i didn't know yeah. that um That's so strange yeah so like the the evil one who would like morph all the toys together that was him um then he had some like roles he was like in an abc movie christmas every day um he was wally in the uh, remake uh, Leave it to Beaver. Um, so like, it was like a movie remake of the TV show. Um, and then he got his big break in 1998. He was the star of the Disney original movie Brink, which is what I'm assuming you might know him from. That's what okay. I know him I from. I was not a Disney Channel kid, so I feel like I missed out on this whole like cast of, of teen stars. Yeah, you didn't miss much. Yeah. Um, but Brink was definitely one of the bigger yeah. movies in my universe. Yeah. Um, particularly because of Eric Von Detten. I was like, he's yeah. cute. Oh yeah. I oh, like yeah. him. Yeah, I like I mean, obviously I then like <laughs> went totally into a rabbit hole with Brink and it's like a Disney movie about yeah, it's about competitive inline skaters and it's like his team was called the soul skaters and they just did skating like for fun and like for you know just just good-hearted skaters and then there was there was a competitive team team x blades and they competed for money and like that's yeah they were the evil team but then like uh good old eric here had to like a v- play for team x blades at one point because he needed to be, yeah. you know just like i won't spoil yeah i mean i got a picture too from this and it's amazing it's like they he's in like a, a too large shirt <laughs> but like i love that because it's still a disney flick they're wearing all protective gear so he's got elbow pads and knee pads he's like he's, he's ready if he people. falls um and everything's so baggy and his yes. hair is so greased yes. up. Yeah, he looks like that classic, I mean, like teen heartthrob. It's like he's got like the frosted tips right. look, like the blondish hair, you know, like baby face. And they made the guy from the X, what is it, the X team? Uh, the X-Blades. Um, 
the ex-blades, he's like, he's got dark hair and he's yeah. like a little pale and he's kind of like, all right, we need a visual reminder of who's good and bad. And we have this blonde angelic cherub as the good guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, actually, though, then he was also in the Princess Diaries in 2001, where he was not the good guy. He played mm-hmm. the the bad guy, Josh, like the popular kid who like um, yeah. Anne Hathaway was like obsessed with, but was like a big old jerk. Um, yeah. Um, honestly, Postmol a bit MIA. Like his IMDb is a little sparse. Um, he did come back like to reprise his role as Sid in Toy Story three. Um. But okay, like honestly, besides that, he really doesn't have much going on. He like his last um thing besides Toy Story was he was a voice in one episode of a 2009 episode of Family Guy as Shoving Buddy. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, so I definitely not too big in the um. Yeah, maybe he's just not in this industry anymore. Well, so I did some digging and I found out. So he just recently, as of May 2019, he's like newly married and he has a newborn baby. Um, and I found like an interview from romper.com that came out like a few years ago. And he said that he still really enjoys acting from time to time when he has the opportunity to do it, the neighborhood play and whatnot. <gasps> Oh so, my gosh! Apparently, wow. though, he he works in sales. Like he's just okay. a regular person now, so he's not really a celeb, but he does do community theater. That's cool. Yeah. I could see like someone like that speaks to me as like he would do the mole again. Yeah, he's older. Yeah. He's probably wiser. He's not trying to act anymore. It would be for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, great, good for him. Yeah. Um, and so I think he like tried to come across as like just like a very like sweet innocent person like do-gooder but i found one oh his interest according to imdb mm-hmm. um he's interested in classical piano landscape photography and self-portraiture uh-huh. and spending time on his classic 1969 sailboat which he bought at the age of 12 and fully restored Okay. Which immediately I'm like, relatable. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, who doesn't enjoy all of this? Yeah. And like, as a 12 year old, definitely doing that. Um, So that was wild. Uh, I found a personal quote on his IMDb page. Again, I'm going to assume this is like not super recent and before he was married, but he said, In a girl, I look for honesty above all, someone I can carry a conversation with. Someone who has a good sense of humor, someone who's true to herself, and to top it, someone who can get ready for a date in less than 10 minutes. (laughs) That's all I want. Yeah. I mean, his mole potential, if I'm rating him on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm giving him a 2. I think, like, (laughs) I mean, he is a literal child amongst adults here. I think there's no way he would be able to fool all of these people that he's playing with. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, as you as we went over him, I would go even lower yeah. at a one at this yeah. point as we've covered who he is. I just don't think, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he would be a great non-obvious choice mm-hmm. in this cast, but um, I think you're right. I think it's it's not his job to be the mole no. this time. No, maybe if he came back. He'd be okay. Yeah, I will say there is a picture on the back of the DVD where he is like 
on a surfboard, like where it's like on the beach and he's like, you know, squatting. Like, do, I don't, I don't really understand what that does. Oh, like kind of. Where it's like, you yeah, 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 yeah. Getting hand. ready. Yeah. There's a picture of him doing that. So if anything, he got a great trip to Hawaii. He wanted a vacay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad he's here. I'm excited to see for sure what he's capable of. And you know me, I've, he could charm people. If he's not the mole, I could see him maybe being social yeah. enough to stick around for a few episodes. Yeah, I think we'll have fun watching him in a way that he well, like, be fun. is kind of a doofus. Yeah, for sure. All right. So next up in our cast, we have Frederic Vanderwall. Mm-hmm. She, at the time of filming this, was 35 years okay. old. And her profession is a model. Okay. So she's from the Netherlands. Um, she is known for being in Cosmopolitan, Vogue. Mm-hmm. She was a Victoria's Secret model. You know, you can tell she's kind of got amazing genes. Mm-hmm. She's still aging really she's well. Like she's got Angelina Jolie. She does. She definitely does. Is this Angelina Jolie who wanted she on the mole and went undercover? <laughs> uh, she was just like, I don't think my career can, you know, Angelina Jolie doesn't make sense to play the yeah. mall that I really want to play. So let's call me Frederic van der Waal. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. So I'll admit, I couldn't find a ton about her. She's pretty active on like Instagram. I was able to find her what seemed like personal account. But a lot of it is just kind of like life pictures with her kids. Mm-hmm kind of throwback pictures to old modeling campaigns, old celebrities she was with. She still seems very involved in events and she's clearly still a socialite. That makes Um, sense because she was 35 at the time of filming. I mean, she's in the 50s now, so. So yeah, she still seems active enough in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And she she actually now. I feel like she's like. She's oh, a mom, so yeah. Just, yeah. Living off that model money, just like going on trips with her kids probably. Yeah. But I did actually – I don't think I have it here, but she actually founded um, like a flower e-commerce website where, yeah, she ships flowers all around the world. Mm-hmm. Apparently the Netherlands um, – in the Netherlands, flowers are a really big focus um, they actually named a flower after her. Okay. And that's amazing. Is it just called the Frederic? Yeah, I don't really like know exactly the name of the flower. Amazing. I want to find it. Yeah. And along those lines, her Instagram, one of her um or her little like caption now says, Living my life in full bloom. Wow. So she's all about the flowers. She's doing well. Yeah. And she has a website that I tried to go to, but I have my work laptop right here and my work's network blocked it. It said this site is blocked due to content filtering. Oh. Um, so I don't know what her website is okay, about, well, but I couldn't get to know, it. That's okay. We've got enough about Frederic. I think it's fine. I, I have nothing else to really add about her. Like she's yeah. a supermodel who like, yeah. she's the model. Uh, that's all I got. Yeah, that's all that's all she wrote. I put um for her mole potential, I put a five, kind of again, just flat in the yeah. middle. She seems like she'd be 
fine at it. She's not obvious. Because we're so limited in like our content of her and she's not like an actor or anything. Like we don't have much to go back to. So I feel like we'll get more feelings on her as we're watching her go. Exactly. Knowing yeah. her and basically all of us being able to find is like she was a model and pictures of her. It's like. Exactly. I, w- I want to see more how she interacts with others. So. Right. But I would agree with a five. Yeah. That's Frederic. Okay, so next up, and I feel like this is like one of our big headliners. Like this is this when is I saw one. the cast list, I was like, "Oh my gosh, big name, yeah. uh, Kathy Griffin." Just yeah, a yeah. lot. It's I'm so yeah. We're excited. gonna be here for a while. So, uh, Kathy Griffin, she was 42 at the time of filming, um, and she's a primarily known as a comedian and actress. Um, just a quick background, like pre-mole. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I did not know this, but she had a really rough childhood. Like she had an eating disorder. She had an abusive brother. Um, and she moved to LA when she was 18 to kind of break into the biz. Um, and she, uh, started performing with the ground lanes, the improv group over in LA, which I feel like every famous person has done. Yeah. Um, and she just kind of started out just doing different comedy nights. Um, and she had a few tiny TV and movie appearances. Like she was like an extra in Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. and she had a role in Seinfeld and the X-Files. Um, and then her big breakout was uh, in the NBC sitcom Suddenly Susan. She uh, was like a supporting role to Brooke Shields in that. Then pretty soon after Suddenly Susan is when she uh, came onto the mole. And it's interesting because so I feel like um, what I know her for is everything that happened post the mole, really. And she actually stated that her time on the mole was the moment that she became a quote unquote D-list celebrity. Oh, wow. Um, Which is really interesting because like that was the name of um, she had a Bravo reality show, My Life on the D. And it yeah. was literally nominated for an Emmy every season that it was there. It won two Emmys. I've been recommended that show. Like, I want actually to watch that show. I've heard it's it's another kind of cult favorite. Yeah. Of, there's a big community that really, really are. Yeah, no, I'm interested. I did not realize it was, like, very well regarded. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, she basically then, like, really kind of hit her stride. Like, she was doing more comedy specials, like, for HBO. On, you know, all of that sort of stuff. She was going on tours. She was publishing books. Now, something that I really love this link here is that she was co-hosting uh, CNN's New Year's Eve special in 2009 with Anderson Cooper. So wow. there's a link. They're friends. I don't. Yeah, yeah. they were friends. They yeah, so I love that connection. And so um, I do have an audio clip here because I – apparently she was hosting the CNN New Year's Eve special in 2009. And um, she they were talking about – just to set up this clip, they were talking about the year in highlights. And Anderson Cooper like kind of had different pictures that he was holding up. And he was being like, do you remember this person? Do you remember this event? And um, at this point – they were going through this, and he held up a picture of Richard Heaney, who was the dad in the Balloon Boy hooks. We'll talk more about that in a minute, but very quickly, this is Kathy and Andy on New Year's Eve. Oh, okay, let's do this. Do you remember All that? All right. Oh, that's Heaney. Richard Heaney. Of course. And 
uh, I admire their stick Yeah. I admit that I followed the Balloon Boy scandal. Now, yeah, did you here's, watch here's, it when it was happening? Oh, of course I did. I, my favorite moment was when here, when Balloon Boy Falcon said, who the hell is Wolf? Did you, you remember Falcon? That? Falcon Heaney. Falcon? Falcon? How do you say it? <laughs> terrible. Yeah. So wow. they, she was making fun of the name Falcon and just said that on... On CNN. Yeah, and so she got in trouble for that. I don't remember watching that and just hearing that back. It sounded like she very clearly knew what she was doing. Like, she's mischievous. And then Andy and their friends and you hear him sheep. You're terrible. He's like, ugh. Now, I really don't want to get us too off track. And I put a note here in our Google Docs, and I don't know your feelings, but I said just in case we want to get into a brief aside on the balloon boil. I want a balloon boy aside. I want a quick overview. When I was trying to do my research for this podcast, I'm not going to lie, a large majority of the time ended up going into this. Balloon boy. I don't know what this is. I'm so excited. Okay. This happened in 2009. So this was our freshman year of college. I specifically remember like skipping classes this day to watch it on the news. I I know me and Molly definitely skipped classes. I did not get the memo. What happened was like there was this family – and um, they had like a big weather balloon. It was huge in their backyard. And it like kind of looks like a UFO almost. Wait, what? But they basically, <laughs> they, the, the weather balloon, the UFO thing, it got let loose. And you just see it floating um, miles in the sky. And the, they thought <sighs> that their youngest son, Falcon, who was six years old, was in the weather balloon. And so oh, it is like live oh coverage on the news of like everyone being like, it's just like this spinning balloon through the air and everyone being like, oh my God, there's a six-year-old boy in this it. Is and, and so we were live watching like oh what was happening. Um, and then the balloon eventually came down and like all the trucks like are following it. They get the balloon down. No boy is in it. Um, so what actually ended up happening was that it was a hoax by the family. Um, so apparently the parents, the parents, like I think, were uh, seeking fame. Basically, like they were on wife swap, and then they were really into like, um, like aliens and storm chasing they had and this weather. I don't balloon. really know. Yeah, and they basically wanted to pretend that their boy was in it because they knew that it would hit the news and like get them some media attention because the husband was trying to get this show about like on tv about something so he was basically like that is disgusting yeah so they ended up like serving i mean basically like a week in jail for it or something stupid but yeah what's incredible though is so the way that this all came out as far as the world knew it we were like oh my gosh what a a almost horrible tragedy and then what a miracle that the boy wasn't in the in the was hiding in the attic the entire time um and so the world is like oh my gosh we're so glad he was just hiding in the attic everything's okay and so they um ended up the family did a sit-down interview with wolf blitzer on cnn Mm -hmm. um the first most amazing thing is so it's the parents and they have three boys and falcon is the youngest one he was six at the and they're setting up the interview and like Wolf Blitzer is introducing himself to the family. Mm-hmm. And this is a brief clip of how Falcon reacted to meeting Wolf Blitzer. This is Wolf. Hi. Hi, guys. Hey, hi. Who the hell is Wolf? 
know as well. Oh, wow. Uh, it's like your name's Falcon. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, right. Like, do you know? <laughs> like, you should like, be like, wolf should actually yeah. sound more normal to you. Right. Amazing. Um, so anyway, they now are in this interview with Wolf Blitzer, and this is how the hoax comes to light. Uh, is through this interview, okay. and I'll play that for you right now. Yeah, did he hear anything? Did he hear you screaming out, Falcon, Falcon? Uh, he's, he's asking Falcon, did you hear us calling your name at any time? Hmm? You did? You did? Why didn't you come out? Um, you guys said that um, we did this for the show. Man. You didn't um, come out? No. <sighs> Busted. Uh-huh. So amazing. Oh my God. It's that on this interview, the kid is like, you said it's we like, were doing um, this for a He's like, I'm confused. <laughs> you asked me to do this. Like, why are you? You hear the parents go, you did? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he kind of like exhaled really loudly. He's like, ah. Yeah, and I don't know if you caught this, but I have one more tiny clip just to Please. zoom in on one part. I don't know if you caught this, so okay. just we did this for the show. Yeah. <laughs> the, was that the dad? He's just so freaked out. He lets it go. Oh my god. I just let out a quick nervous tooth. Like, oh my god, my son just blew up our spot. That is so funny. You know, I'm yeah. looking at these pictures, and these parents look so familiar. Like, I, I yeah. must have been peripherally aware, but I was not right. live watching it because yeah. this image is unforgettable. Like, this oh, is yeah. crazy. Oh yeah, it looks well, like a tiny. It looks like a squished chef's hat. That's silver and just yeah. this is ridiculous. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, it gets a tiny bit better, this story. So this happened in 2009. Okay. Uh, where this all went down. Um, and then I found like a 10 years later interview um with the the family okay. to the catch family? up on. Yeah, to catch up on the Heenies. Okay. Um, and so Falcon, apparently, since his time, he had two older brothers. And, so, okay, first of all, his hair is down to his waist. It's, like, long, dark, straight hair. And he formed a heavy metal band with his two older brothers. That's good. Um, Yeah. And so, though, they have this song out. um, And this song was recorded maybe, like, when he was like 10 it was like t- four oh. years after like the whole initial ev- uh, incident went down okay and so they have um a clip called a song called balloon boy no hoax oh, and my God. it is a song to get an image so it's like they have a music video they're they're like their faces are painted like their kiss. Like they have like the black face. And they're ten. They're like ten years old. One of the boys is wearing a leather vest, like st- a leather studded vest. Oh my god! With no shirt on underneath it, and like you know, um, 
I just want yeah, to they have like studs on all of their clothes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I have a clip from this song. So this is Please. uh this is the intro of their song, Balloon Boy No Hoax, and okay. it is uh Falcon is gonna start us out. It's a little Great. loud. Ever had more those days? Everything went wrong. The shift hits the fan. And who the hell is Wolf? <laughs> oh my god. Um, okay, one more from the song. Let's get to the chorus. Please, I want to listen okay. to the whole thing. <laughs> Again, sorry, it's a little loud. Oh my god. Balloon boy, no hoax. No hoax. Yeah. Um, oh. it's incredible. Also, it's like, what isn't a hoax? Like, were you a right? Or are you Was saying it not a hoax? Is this like your official this? is this your official statement? That's not what you said in the interview, Falcon. And just like the fact that the family, the parents wanted them to be famous. And they're saying that was not a hoax. And yeah. now there's this like produced band yeah. and song and well, music video of their kids. Like, oh. I'm sure the parents oh, yeah. are the band managers and like, oh, for sure. That's so crazy. The, and the entire interview, the dad still like is like, I didn't do this. I'm sure he's denying it. Okay. Yeah. It's wild. Um, okay. I'm so sorry for like that huge. I love it. But I was – I mean, I feel bad. I, I feel bad for that. Family, yeah, they're clearly troubled. It was um, just a follow-up. I could not believe. But that is interesting. Yeah. So so we know for sure that Kathy Griffin and Anderson yeah, Cooper also know about Believe yeah. Boy Hope. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. what brought us here. Okay. okay so back to Kathy. Um, she was rumored to be banned from CNN for like that whole slip-up. But mm. she then hosted again the New Year's Eve – in 2017 with Anderson Cooper. Wow. Um, yeah, so she clearly she wasn't yeah. from CNN for that. But then shortly after, in like 2018, she actually was terminated from CNN because she posted a picture with like a decapitated Trump head, um, mm. like all bloody. Um, so she, yeah, so they were like, that's in very poor taste and she got banned. Sure. Um, girl likes to get political. She's, she's bold. Yeah, she's Bold and abrasive she, and willing yeah. to cross boundaries. Um, yes. I mean, so much that, like, I was just Googling, like, her IMDb list and everything that she's done recently. And it was like, she's a guest host on The View, but she was banned three different times. Uh, oh she was banned from The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Uh, she was terminated from her appearance on Hannah Montana. Um because, because like she says like controversial <laughs> things what? like in, like her comedy or speeches or something, like, she rubs people the wrong way. She's burning all of her yeah. bridges. She was banned from the Apollo Theater for giving an octo mom joke, and I'm just what like, what was the joke? That? Yeah, um, yeah. So she she is very much willing to say anything to get a reaction. That's right. kind of her brand. Um, she like, yeah, she. That's 
her brand basically, and that's why she is famous. Um, I don't know all of the details, but aren't didn't her and Anderson Cooper also have a falling out? Um, like they're not friends I anymore. I'm pretty sure. It wouldn't surprise so, me at the rate her list. Yeah, so I I don't know what happened, mm. but I remember seeing an article that said like. Kathy Griffin devastated over losing her friendship mm-hmm. with Anderson Cooper. And it was from this year. Oh, no. So something happened. Yikes. Maybe yeah, because of like the happened. CNN. I don't know. Maybe he like defended CNN or something. Yeah. So they've had a falling out, which unfortunately sounds like it's not super out of her brand. Yeah. Um, but hopefully they can work it out because yeah. – Big Anderson Cooper fan. Exactly. You know, I'm open-minded when it comes to Kathy. I still have not personally really experienced much of her. So I haven't watched much of her content. I All that I know about her is hearsay. Um, if I'm going to yeah. give her mole potential, I'm putting her more towards the lower end um, mm-hmm. at a four. And that's not because I don't think like she has the chops, but – because more so, I, it just seems like she says what she thinks and, like, it'll be hard for her to deceive or hold back. Like, she yeah. – you know, if someone's going to call her out on something, I think she's going to just say what what she's actually thinking. So – Sure. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's hard to kind of separate, like, this is 2002. Right. So what had she done at that right. point? Right. That Did she have any yeah. slip-ups? Mm. Yeah, so you know, maybe 2002 Kathy Griffin could get a higher rating, but um, I think I'd also agree with a four, but we don't know. Yeah, all right, so that's really all I got on Kathy slash Balloon Boy. Um, I'm particularly excited about her, she seems like she will be a good, um, a good character. All right, so next up we have Kim Coles, who was 40 at the time of filming. So she is an American actress, comedian, and game show host. Um, Her big claim to fame was she was in the first season of In Living Color, um, which was, you know, groundbreaking African-American comedy show with a lot of big stars. Um, And then she went on to be in Living Mm -hmm. Single, and she hosted a show called Pay It Off, um, which really intrigued me because... You know, as you know, we're a fan of reality shows. We're also a fan of just game shows yeah. in general. Um, so this sounded interesting, and I tried to learn more about it, but there's like no trace of it. There's no Wikipedia page. Um, must it have instead not been just it must have unfortunately flopped. Um, so all Wikipedia says about it is that it lasted for one season on BET. And then it was similar to another show called Debt. Mm-hmm. So instead of like having its own page, it links you to this other page. That's a show that was basically yeah, it's like paid I've off. never even heard of Debt. So, <laughs> Me neither. Yes. But apparently, that was big enough to have its own page. <laughs> and the description of Debt is the show featured contestants who were trying to earn money to get out of debt. Uh, so no idea I mean, like, like what the game was. Yeah, it's like pretty. Was it just their regular life of them trying to get out of debt? They're just like trying to get jobs. We couldn't you don't argue know. that about any game show. Exactly. Like they're all there oh, to get money. Oh, Kim. I wonder, you know, I would love to just get my hand on like a clip of that, see what her role was in that 
And then a little bit about like her earlier life. Um, she was born in Brooklyn, so she's a New York gal. Love that. Um, she attended a private Lutheran school and was quiet and studious until high school when her sense of humor emerged. So she does strike me as she's funny. Um, you know, she's like really found herself through comedy. Lately, she's not super active. Um, I haven't seen too many IMDb entries. But she does like post YouTube videos. Yeah. So I don't really know what she's trying to so, do, but I'm interested in following. I know that this was your person to deep dive into. So I actually didn't even think about her. And then I was like looking at the list and I was like, Kim Coles, that name sounds really, really familiar. And like, Why do I know Kim Coles? And um, then it hit me. <laughs> um so my at my job I work for uh like a company that does like e they are, it's like a software platform for developing online courses um and like turning your knowledge into like income and turning your passion to profit one of those sort of things and Impulse is huge for um like it, for my company like she does podcasts with oh us been to our office like yeah, so her, she sells like online courses for like a thousand dollars, and it's all about like like turning your passion and like be your authentically yourself, and like yeah, and, and I like once it clicked, I was like, oh my gosh! And then I I work in customer service, so I'm just like emailing back and forth with customers, and then I was like, I really mm-hmm. had an email with her last week where she was like, yes, <laughs> yes, she. You need to tell her about this. Once you get a little more rapport, you need to loop her in. She had like a technical issue on her account. I helped her. She emailed me back. She told me, you rock. So my jaw is on the floor. I was very friendly um, and kind, but I was shook. I was like, I have a direct line of communication with Kim Coles. I'm really, I didn't expect that. I don't have much face to face with her, but I was like, oh, I know her. What a funny coincidence and time that this came together. So I'm really intrigued because what I found about her on her YouTube was that she posts motivational Mm -hmm. videos and one of them, she's with her husband and it's called Kim Coles and her Mm -hmm. husband talk about the courage to be Mm -hmm. you. So it definitely like that seems like her brand, her empire. I did pull a quick audio clip from one of her inspirational YouTube videos um, where it's just her, like, I think trying to, like, she recently went on a trip to Egypt, apparently, and she's, like, talking to her audience and, like, trying to, like, get them to sign yes. up for, like, her newsletter and just, here's here we go. I would say the most powerful lesson I learned in Egypt, one of the most powerful lessons, was how to tame a crocodile. Yes, and I went swimming in the Nile. Okay. Crocodiles. <laughs> oh, I love, I love that. it. I, she comes across as like very personable, like just uh, love to talk to her. Definitely. She seems funny. She seems, um, that's just funny. I wasn't expecting like, I was expecting a more metaphorical, very vague mm-hmm. type of conversation about her life and instead it's just a very like I yeah. learned how to tame a crocodile like an I'm actual sure there's a metaphor there <laughs> um one other thing that I found that I was really interested about her was a book that she wrote um I think a good amount of time ago but it's called 
I'm free, but it will cost you. What does that mean? I'm free, but it'll cost you. I guess it's like, I'm not a prostitute, yeah. so I'm not going to charge you, but like, I'm a I'm cost you in other ways. I'll cost you emotionally. Time, your mental health. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't think that's like a great – the title is, like, not a great look almost. Yeah, like, Kim Coles, I think you're better yeah. than that. I think – but maybe that's – maybe she's evolved this, from that. I think this does seem like yeah. it was a while ago. Okay. So, um, yeah, I like her. She seems yes. great. I gave her a seven on Mole mm-hmm. Potential because I think she's probably funny enough mm-hmm. to bond with people pretty quickly. And I think she would be able to, like – be aligned with everyone and kind of yeah. be on your side, be on my side, and just – I don't know. I just think she'd be able to present herself well. Yeah. She comes across as just, like, very funny. I mean, if she can, like, easily engage, like, a webinar of people, like, I feel yeah. I feel good about her. She's kind of like the – it. like, I know – not to go back to Survivor talk, but, like, if you're talking about strategy, like, a social player, yeah. like, she comes mm-hmm. across as a very strong social player to me. Definitely. All right. So we have two people oh left, I think. So this one was supposed to be yours, but I got so into researching that I just took him. <laughs> okay. um, so I'm next again. Yes. Uh, so this is Michael Boatman. Okay. Never heard of him. Yeah. I also hadn't heard his name, but he is very recognizable Mm -hmm. in my opinion, at least. I was like, oh, I've definitely seen his face. Um, He was 38 at the time of filming. He's an American actor and writer. He is known for Spin City. So he was one of the main cast members there. Okay. Um, And some other things that I have not heard of called China Beach, Hamburger Hill, and an HBO show that looks like it should be said as Arliss. A R L A R L I dollar sign dollar sign. Do not know how to pronounce it. Arla ching ching. Arla ching ching. Arla money money. Um, so I don't know. And I wrote as a note to self that I think I only recognize him from watching my mom watch Spin City. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't really yeah. watch it, but I saw it on. Can we get Mo on the line? We need some <laughs> Mo, insight you into Michael Boatman. He, oh, he did have one more recent role. Um, the show, The Good Fight, it's still going and it has yeah. strong reviews and he has a pretty prominent role in that. So he seems like he's been, he's had like not the most in your face career, but he seems like he's still working hard getting some good roles and kind of um stable. isn't that the dream though to not be like an a-list yeah. celeb but just like have steady work as an actor like 100 percent you think. michael boatman um because yeah then you have time for like other projects you can things. go to the grocery store without you know God bless. and it's funny that you mentioned that because they did find out that he has a pretty um prolific side passion mm-hmm. which is um, he's a writer Love. and particularly he focuses on like short stories and collections of short stories. One of them, he describes it as a paranormal gothic slash horror short story, Ooh. which is called Her Daughter in Darkness on Goodreads. It has three ratings, okay, um, so. which isn't a lot on Goodreads. You typically have like hundreds yeah. of um, to give you some context, Kim Cole's book had 24 ratings. Okay, so she's a bit of a bigger name here. She had a little more. Yeah, at least her 
writing career right. is more public. His acting career, I think, is a little bigger. Her writing career. Totally. Okay, it, it balances out. Um, so he has three ratings on this story, and two of them are by the same person. <laughs> that person felt so strongly about that it. person loved it. Well, that person rated it two stars, um, but I really loved their username. It's called Cheese Assassin. Oh, amazing. So um, he's got at least, you know, one person out there that rated yeah. it two times. Right. And it, cared anything enough. that evokes strong emotions from people, whether positive or bad, I'd say, you know, that's something. So, yeah, he's written a lot of other stories, but that's the one that stood out the most. Um, one name that caught my eye was a collection called God Laughs When You Die. Okay. Just don't know what else is going on in Michael Boatman's brain. He looks so friendly. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That picture you posted of him, he's got like a glint in his eye. like little glint in his eye. smile reaches his eyes. So sweet, but like has this dark author, you know, like other side. So that's interesting to me. Um, so I rated him an eight as wow. my potential. He seems like a really nice guy, but he clearly seems like he has this range of talent yes. and this other like imaginative kind of dark side. Mm-hmm. But I also want to note that I feel like it is maybe a red herring to me. Like maybe all of that just seems too fascinating yeah. to me. And it would be a really good like people think he's the mole, but he's not. Right, right. Yeah, it all depends on what people will suspect as the mole. If people suspect like the friendly person that's getting along with everyone, I think Michael or Kim are in trouble. If people instead interpret the mole as somebody that is a bit more devious, then I think they'll think that they'll want to be in an alliance with Kim and Michael instead. So I think they're either good mole potential or will like be thick in alliances. Okay, one more, and boy, did we save a big hitter for last. We have, rounding out the the cast list here, is Stephen Baldwin. Uh, That's also big. Yeah, another big poll here. He was 36 at the time of filming. So again, literally, we have Eric Von Detten at 20, and then, like, jumped to 35. <laughs> like, it's just, youngest. yeah, okay. So, um, Stephen Baldwin. Like, imagine Stephen Baldwin being your most relatable yeah. companion in the yeah. game. <laughs> That's terrible. I have so many thoughts on Stephen Baldwin uh, after this deep dive. Um, he He's a Baldwin brother, you know. I mean, yeah, you know the family. They all look the same. They're, you know, <laughs> they they, um, they're from Long Island. Uh, cool. He got Stephen Baldwin got his big break to fame. He was in The Usual Suspects. Um, sure. And he also played Barney Rubble in the Flintstones and Viva Rock Vegas. Good for yeah. Um, something that going back to our first person we went over, Corbin, yeah. um, Stephen Baldwin. Also was in season four of the Mole Celebrity Yucatan. Like they, he wow. came back for another season. That's wild. So I mean, no matter what happened here, like he clearly enjoyed the experience. That has to be good, right. yeah. Um, I think it's wild that we have two. Re- like also, like what was the casting pool like for the season four? Yeah. <laughs> Who else is in that season? I genuinely I don't have no know. idea. Those were like his big things, basically before the Mole. Um, yeah. He uh, was a born. He became a born again Christian after September 11th. 
Um, so wow. he also then has some similarities then with like Corbin. Um, I feel like they, yeah. they both kind of are on that. Um, they're both Christian and they both kind of focus their work now on more Christian work. So uh, I'm not sure if they've collaborated. It was also filmed in 2002. So it would be after he became a born again Christian. I don't know where Corbin was right. with his journey at that point, but it sounds like a mm-hmm. alliance there. Um, yeah, hey, Stephen had totally. on Corbin. I, you know, maybe. um, and maybe we'll witness. Yeah, that. no, I would love to see that. Um, since the mole really, um, basically Stephen Baldwin just only appears in like celebrity reality TV shows. Um, okay, some highlights: he was in Ty Murray's Celebrity Bull Riding Challenge, which was I've never heard of CMT. Who's Ty Murray? But he had a bull riding celebrity show. <laughs> I where they would picture Ty Pennington bulls. of the like um, uh, yes. makeover, but that's yes. not him at all. No. Um, yeah, this was bull riding. He, though, had to leave in the second episode on doctor's orders because he was injured in a really bad fall <laughs> from a, a wooden pontoon and he broke his shoulder blade and cracked a rib. Oh my God. I mean, if yeah. you're getting into a bull riding competition. Yeah. Like- Apparently, though, they also had him like come back for the finale. He didn't ride, but like everyone gave him like a clap. They're like, you should <laughs> like, go. You have a broken yeah, They were like, for Stephen Baldwin. They're like, get um, to the hospital. Yeah. He he was on Celebrity Apprentice and All-Star Celebrity Apprentice. Right. Um, I think I also he, remember that because I used to yes, watch I some of those that. with my mom as well. Oh, same. I have the season one on DVD. Oh. <laughs> you know, on my sleeve, just yeah, like you. Yeah, Um, He was in 2009, he was in I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, which uh, from what I understand is just like, survivor before celebrities but like faker right um like they're out in the wilderness Mm -hmm. and like doing competitions um spencer pratt was also on that season and in the second episode i guess episode twos are big episodes for stephen baldwin Mm -hmm. he um was he baptized spencer pratt in the second episode in a river whoa yeah i didn't know that he has baptizing abilities (laughs) like i felt like (laughs) like like certain and i didn't know could, spencer but, pratt was like on a journey not that i really yeah, yeah. know much about him in general but yeah also that same season though stephen baldwin quit mid-season due to quote-unquote excessive insect bites what where were they so, i wonder i don't he doesn't have a good track record with I'm completing about his celebrity commitment mm-hmm. he left the bull riding he left i'm the celebrity get me out of here I am worried. Is he going to make it through? Is he going to throw yeah. the quiz to purposely leave if he's not enjoying himself? Or is he going to get medically evacuated? Yeah. He was a, he, had, he had an episode of LA Inked, I think it was. Okay. He like got a tattoo or something. He's literally on any reality show. Um, my favorite fun fact about Stephen Baldwin is that he got a tattoo on his left shoulder of the initials HM for Hannah Montana. Um, and so he got this tattoo because apparently he was like on set of like Hannah Montana filming which I don't understand I think he was like bringing his daughters there or something and like he like I don't know he then was talking to Miley and then they started talking about tattoos and she I, I saw this interview and she said something where 
she was with her boyfriend at the time and was like, you see, you need to get a tattoo for me. And then Stephen Baldwin was like, I will get a tattoo with your name on it if you let me do a guest appearance on this show. And she was like, absolutely. If you get a tattoo with Hannah Montana, I'll get you on the show right now. (sighs) Um, Literally went and got the tattoo and then she never had him go on the show. Oh my God. Yeah. She, wow. Yeah. That's and crazy. then he, she showed her at a book signing because there's a picture here of like him showing his HM tattoo and like Hannah Montana like pointing She's to got, it. Like, like a with kissy face. She's like, yeah. 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 Oh um, he has said that he does regret getting that tattoo, which makes sense since he never got on the show. I wonder if he could spin it to mean something else. Like, yeah. Oh, I he actually did turn it to be something else. I saw in an interview he was joking that it was like the initials for this energy drink that he like promotes. It was bad. That's even worse. <laughs> um oh in so he kind of has a similar path as Corbin where now he like focuses on a lot of Christian based pro- projects. Yeah. I'm trying to like spread that message. Mm-hmm. Um in 2004 he directed a a movie called Live in It which is a Christian themed skateboarding DVD. Um and it combines <laughs> combines skateboarding footage with what he calls a real message about life. Um sure. and I I have the first audio clip here of the way this movie starts which he starts Jeez. it as like um a fake phone call to like the star of the show. It's great. What's up? This is Luke. Go ahead and leave a message. Yo, Luke. Stevie B. Uh, giving you a call, dude. We're going to Portland for 14 days, man, to shoot this video called Living It. We got 11 athletes. It's going to be seven skaters, four BMX bikers. It's going to be awesome. I've seen your work, dude. I think you could be down with it. I hope you can make it. Give me a call. Let me know. Peace. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I found like a YouTube clip of this movie and there were four comments on it. Um, so we have this level of celebrity we have here. Yes. Um, there was one comment on it from this kid, Kevin McGee, who said, it would have been great if Tony Hawk was in this, but I didn't see his name listed on IMDb. And it's oh, like, Kevin, you are so uh, right. You're going to be great. great pointed was this a full length like 90 minute yeah it's movie? a dvd i i mean i haven't it's watched a DVD. it <laughs> it's a dvd though like it could be a 30 minute dvd but i wonder um yeah how- in 2000 now jackie in 2013 he acted in the movie i'm in love with the church girl which is another movie that me and Dude, you have watched. We'd watch that together too. Yes, we speed watched. I remember this. It's like Stephen Baldwin in it. Though. Well, Stephen Baldwin plays like the FBI agent. It's like Ja Rule oh. is like the one who was a drug dealer, and then he like um, falls in love with the church girl and like yeah. starts you know becoming a better person. But Stephen Baldwin is like the FBI who is like after him for like his drug dealing stuff. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Comparisons we have between Corbin yes. and Stephen are really uncanny. Yeah. Like, yeah, they have a similar career trajectory, but the fact that we've watched mm-hmm. one movie of each of them very similar in theme to each other yes. is really strange. Yeah, truly. Um, I, I just couldn't believe that we also saw that movie. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> pretty uh, in the haystack. He is Justin Bieber's father-in-law. Um, oh, fun fact. 
Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, here's a quote that I pulled from his IMDb. He says, when I was younger, I wanted to be in the loop and pimp around town with the big shots and supermodels and all that crap. These days, though, I'd rather ride my motorcycle during the day than have my kid chase me around the living room with a broom when I get home. I don't feel the need to feed my ego the way I used to. That's good. That's a normal day he wants. He wants to ride his motorcycle yeah. and then have his kid chase him with a broom. You know how yeah. a parent lives. He doesn't need to be in the loop anymore. I- Honestly, Jackie, I will tell you, I mean, I feel like I had a perception of of Stephen Baldwin um, mm-hmm. before I did all like this deep dive. I feel like my preconception yeah. was like, I don't agree with all of his views. Like he, right. it, he's out there. Like he's kind of like just aggressive. Yeah. Kind of always. He doesn't have the best the name in the public. The yeah. In general but don't. then. Honestly, the more and more clips I started to watch of him, he really won me over. He like <laughs> he I think he just is out there for for a good time. He looks yeah. like he is just living life looking for the next fun thing. He's always got this, like derpy like, little smile. Like he's yeah. kind of like I mean, I still hard disagree with many of the things that he has done in his life, but like right. At his core, I'm like Oh my god, he's going to be so fun to watch. Yeah. I love his just streak of reality television stints. I do um, too. As far as mole potential, I mean, I ranked him lowest. I gave him a one. I just – he is the Barney Rubble of the cast, literally, <laughs> truly. I, I, I – there's no way. There's no I way. I don't – I think he'd be such a liability. Yeah. Again, I think in 2002, I don't know where he was – completely in the world in the perception of him at that time but I don't think anyone would have picked him to no. know I don't think he could have handled it no I feel like he would have freaked out I think he's not even gonna have a real idea of what's going on like I don't even think no. he's understand I don't know that he will grasp yeah the concept of no. the game yeah. he's not gonna really understand like he's not gonna write in that notebook no he's not gonna be, like paying attention to people's shoelace color oh my gosh he's just gonna be hanging out um, and that's it that rounds out our cast that's here our cast. i know that was a lot of information but oh that was a lot but i'm i feel like I'm really so glad excited. that we kind of have this context on everyone now yes. and we have these expectations and they could be completely off base or they could be like dead on. i know because as of the time of this recording jackie and i have not even watched the first episode so it's like i, I not. i'm biting at the bit now with all of this like, i might go background. watch it right after yeah. this because i'm so ready oh my um gosh. so yeah for our next time our yes. next episode we will be recapping the first episode yes. Um, now that we're ready to get into it fully, we're going to do a deep dive. Mm-hmm. We're going to stay up to date on our cast of characters and kind of assess where they are. Um, and like we said, we're going to take the quiz and compare our answers mm-hmm. to see how we're doing trying to figure out who the mole is because yeah. we don't know. Um, I would also say if you have any feedback at all, um, we yeah. have you can shoot us an email over at holymolypodcast at gmail.com. That's H-O-L-Y-M-O-L-Y podcast at gmail.com. If you have any hot takes, uh, if you want to send us your quiz scores, if you have suspicions on who you think the mole is, or um, just any any feedback at all, um, yeah. please let we us We would know. love to hear from you. And then we definitely need to thank a couple people that helped yes. us put 
this together right now. That wonderful theme song you heard mm-hmm. in the beginning of the show, Tori. Who was that? Oh, we have to thank the great John Ford for writing and recording that uh, our theme song. And mm-hmm. we also have to thank somebody for our podcast name. Tony Narisi came up with Holy Moly, um, and Tori and I heard it, and we said, that's yeah. it. And thank you, the audience, for listening for almost two hours. If you've made it, to if this you've point. made it this far, <laughs> if you've made it this far, <laughs> we should probably hang yeah. out. Oh my god, you are our people. Uh, I remember Jackie. At one time, I was sitting in a Barnes and Noble, and I was reading one of those like astronomy books, and you, it was like you compared your birthday with somebody else's birthday, and I compared yeah. our birthdays. We're both Gemini's. Our birthdays are two days apart, mm-hmm. and. We're both like the the first third of Gemini, which is the verbal um like song. And, and our description was basically like, um, dangerous. We'll not stop talking. We're not sure if you dangerous. Unsure if you'll ever understand what each other are saying, but you won't stop talking. Yeah, no, we. I really. This feels like it's been ten minutes and it's been oh two hours. So that's just an indicator of how much good content we have here and how many thoughts we exactly. Each are really excited to share with each other. Okay, so join us in next time to tune into episode one and help us find out who is the mole.